This is Cast Club Radio. Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. On Cast Club Radio, we believe every spirit has a story. And stories like good drinks are always better when shared with friends. Each week, we'll explore the intersection of cocktails, spirits, beer, wine, and life. It's Cast Club Radio. Here's your hosts, Lydia Cruz and Justin Stiefel. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. We're so happy to have you here. My name is Lydia Cruz. And I'm Justin Stiefel. And I'm Maura Dooley. Well, we're heading into uh, the middle of September here. We've got week one of football in the books. The Emmys are right around the corner. I know we're going to discuss that a little bit later in the show. Uh, But uh, anything going on with you guys this weekend? Well, uh, I'm excited. I got a new toy. It arrived. I ordered it off of eBay. It is a 1950s uh, classic turntable credenza. It's about six feet long. Beautiful mahogany wood. And uh, as we head into the fall and the winter, we are going to be planning cocktail parties at our house. And I thought, well, what better way to get in the mood than to actually start playing vinyl? So we're going to start having vinyl parties at our house. Oh, I love it. And vinyls, you know, making a comeback. I I love that. You know, after uh, not going out of style, but I think you've taken a backseat to some of the other technologies. I feel like people have really had a revival, a vinyl revival, because there is just that unique sound that you can't get anywhere else on vinyl records. That's right. And uh, when we host parties, the rule is going to be you got to show up with something to drink, of course, mm-hmm. to share with the group. Absolutely. And you got to bring a record. And uh, you can take the record home after the party, but you got to bring at least one record to get in the door. And to then share. we'll just kind of see what, what transpires. It's the BYOV. Bring your own vinyl. <laughs> yeah. So I, f- I feel like I'm channeling my inner grandparent from uh, the 1950s and 60s, you know. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, know Justin. We'll see. It's like see also, happens. it's also like between, it's somewhere between grandparent and hipster. Like it would fit in very well on Capitol Hill, too. I gotta grow a longer beard if yeah. that's the case. <laughs> well, is there a go-to? Is there a go-to record in your collection that you that is a party record you like to bust out? Well, we didn't have any vinyl, and uh, this this thing arrived this week, and uh, oh, okay, it's getting all checked out and cleaned up uh, by our friends at Gig Harbor Audio. Well, shout out to them, and they're redoing the whole thing inside out of the guts and make sure it all works. And uh, so we have started to accumulate records now in Good. anticipation of this thing being plugged in. Oh wow, that's exciting, man! We'll have to have and it a. Bridges, oh, sorry. It bridges all the new technology. It's going to be plugged into Sonos, so we'll be able to stream Ooh. it wirelessly throughout the house. The speakers all over the house. Well, we'll need an update after your first party on how it went. All right, sounds good. In the meantime, uh, what's going on in the headlines this week? First up in the news, our friends uh, over in England decided to have a wedding, and a woman there commissioned a custom-made wedding dress with a metal frame that holds 50 glasses of Prosecco. And uh, she had this thing made, and she decided to rent it out to would-be brides so that it doesn't go to waste. So uh, this was reported in the uh, Deadline News and out of Edinburgh, and this woman, Kelly McMillan, great Scottish name, Decided to take her love for Italian sparkling wine to a new level. She commissioned a metal frame to fit around her dress uh, for her wedding reception and then has decided to rent it out. Uh, she rents out the frame for 100 pounds with delivery thrown in for free. The frame weighs about 30 kilograms, so it's not light. And uh, we'll hold 50 glasses of Prosecco and, of course, will make the bride the center of attention uh, even more than she would be on her wedding day. 
Yeah, I'd say that'd probably make you pretty darn popular, right? A hundred pounds. I don't think so. A hundred pounds, that's about equivalent to like a hundred and thirty American dollars, right? Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. affordable. Yeah, especially for the novelty of it. And uh, I could see if the bride didn't want to wear it herself, understandable, because it might mess up, uh, you know, Ooh, eating yeah. cake and dancing and all that stuff. Uh, you could have someone uh, that you hire to uh, act as a model to walk around your reception offering Prosecco. Yeah. I don't really get it, but, you nope, know, nope. each their own. And yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of cool. I definitely wouldn't want to wear it as the bride on my wedding day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd, no. I'd be too afraid of spills and, and knocking into things. I just I look at this and maybe it's the, uh, you know, older uh, responsible person in me, but I just like think this is a safety hazard. Well, how do you get the garter belt off? <laughs> Very true. Very good, good question. Call. Yeah. Uh, next up in the news, uh, there was a wine festival in Germany. And uh, 18 people were injured by drunk hornets at this wine festival. What? Hornets. Yeah, they refer to them as the boozy wasps. Uh, they were getting drunk on fermented fruit in the area, and they started attacking everything that they could see. Oh. Uh, emergency services were called to the wine festival, and this is near Karlsruhe. Uh, after reports of, quote-unquote, mass casualties around 3 p.m. local time, this happened uh, just uh, about a week and a half ago. And there were 18 people injured, 13 people required medical attention, and were uh, transported to the local hospital. Of course, a lot of people have uh, very severe allergies to bees and wasps and hornet stings. I believe that the hot weather also prompted an increase in the number of stinging insects, according to the British Pest Control Association. In late August, the wasp queen goes into hibernation, leaving a large number of worker wasps hungry and without a purpose, driving them to go search for food. And uh, while they're considered pests by some, they play a vital role in other pest control by eating invasive caterpillars and uh, green flies and such. But uh, when they get drunk, they get angry. When they get angry, they attack people. And so um, just be on the lookout for drunk, boozy wasps and hornets this fall season. That's actually kind of terrifying to me. I mean, the story, the headline <laughs> sounds funny, but uh, you guys know I love bees and I want to raise bees one day, but hornets and wasps are no joke. And so I can only imagine if Especially they're if they're liquored up, getting drunk, man, on the <laughs> fermented fruit. Alcohol abuse. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. No, not good. Not good. Mm -mm. And finally, in the news, Metallica announced a launch of their quote unquote sound enhanced American whiskey. Metallica has partnered with uh, the master distiller from Whistlepig named Dave Pickerel. They are launching a sonic aged blackened American whiskey. The whiskey will be available in select U.S. cities. It is a blend of bourbon, rye, and other American whiskeys that have been aged in black brandy barrels exposed to low hertz sound waves. What does that mean? That means very low bass tones coming off of uh, primarily subwoofers. Uh, the vibrations from the sound waves are said to enhance the molecular interaction of the liquid inside the barrel. For the project, uh, they partner with audio manufacturer Meyer Sound, which has engineered a proprietary subwoofer that amplifies low frequency sound waves. The sound waves uh, are evident, obviously, in Metallica's style of music, and they claim to have a patent pending on the process of uh, the sound waves and the goal is to connect with fans through recordings concerts and increasingly through any other way that creates a further bond in this case booze so uh, <laughs> be on the lookout in select states for uh, blackened american blended whiskey by metallica wow this is interesting to me and i know in the past i'm kind of a music nerd but i know metallica 
is one of those bands that's been very, very protective of their music. So I'm not surprised uh, to hear that they are already have the patent pending on uh, yeah. on the black noise process. On the process. Uh, yeah. On the flip side, a, a couple of the band members have gone through rehab and are claimed to be on the wagon. So it oh, is wow. an interesting discussion that has to happen inside any huh. group like this where they decide to brand themselves into an alcohol product, beer, wine, or spirits, understanding that quite a few fans like to imbibe, at the same time being respectful of the band members who have struggled and are uh, trying themselves to maintain sobriety. So this is, this is an interesting blend of a compromise, I'm sure, from within the band. Yeah, we've talked a lot about celebrities getting involved in in their own labels, but never really talked about a sober sober individuals getting involved. So that's very intriguing to me. I think it must mean that the pro, that the uh, product there's it's very lucrative. There's some uh, incentive. Money. Yeah, there's definitely money, some incentive. Money, money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, from music to TV to another entertainment venue, the Emmy Awards, they're right around the corner on Monday. A couple of SNL greats are going to be hosting, and we're going to talk about how spirits will be uniquely involved in the Emmy Awards, not only in what's being consumed by actors and the beautiful people there, but also a drinking game that you yourself can play at home. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Are you guys, are you award show people? Do you get excited about award shows on television? There's people who have whole parties dedicated to them, you know, red carpet and everything. Are you that type? No. No? Okay. <laughs> well, you can at least get behind having a good cocktail and watching them, right? Yeah, we will always help people be properly prepared. But uh, <laughs> if you were to ask me to rearrange my schedule to go watch an award show on TV, I would have other priorities. In That's mind. fair. I, yeah, yeah. I would also people do enjoy them. That's true, yeah. and we enjoy the programs that get nominated. At the very least, the Emmys right around the corner on Monday, and uh, plenty of great comedies, great dramas up for the awards. Do you guys yourself uh, have a favorite program that you uh, see on the list this year? Well, out of Best Comedy, there are two that I am a fan of. The first is Curb Your Enthusiasm, Uh, uh, created by Larry David, also the creator of Seinfeld. And the other is one I started getting into uh, on HBO on demand uh, this spring, and that is Silicon Valley. I love that show. That's (laughs) one of my favorites. It's great. I'm behind. You know, I've only started it recently, but it's it's fabulous. Good casting Mm -hmm. on that show. Absolutely. The writing... The writing's fantastic. Yes. yes. On the uh, drama front, I am, of course, we've had many conversations more as have been subjected to them in the uh, sports pit about Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. And Westworld. <clears throat> two two <clears throat> of my favorites up for outstanding outstanding drama series. To check one out Westworld. Uh, I've not seen that one other. I think you guys would like it. I mean, you have to you have to have a little uh, suspension of disbelief. It's a little sci-fi, <laughs> but at its core, it's uh, pretty fabulous. And Anthony Hopkins. I mean, for for him alone, you got to see it. Nice. And uh, not suitable for kids. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Neither yeah. is Game of Thrones. No no so. no. Pretty much nothing <laughs> no, on HBO. I want to say. I would just want to put it out there. Uh, uh, one series that uh, my wife and I started getting into on the drama side is Ozark. And that is quite Yes. Good. I have yet to try this. So, see, that that's where I need to get into. But I love Jason Bateman and I love Laura Linney. So, there's no excuse. Yes, he's great in it. And it's such a crazy situation. He kind of Thank finds you. himself in. He's an, He goes from accountant to, like, 
working for a drug cartel. Okay. Very suddenly. And that, I don't think that's giving anything away. That happens like first, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Thank you. For like the, uh, that wasn't any spoilers. It's just like a teaser. But I noticed he, the the show. he himself is, is uh, nominated for lead actor in a drama series. And he, he is one person that's also kind of seemed to make the seamless transition between comedy actor and serious actor. Because I'm imagining this is pretty dramatic. Yes. But he was also outstanding in Arrested Development and I think got nominated for mm-hmm. a couple of awards in that category. Yes, this show is not well, funny at all. No, 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 no not, humor, not humorous. And I think he's the director of the show too. So oh wow! That uh, storyline is a, this is actually his baby that he's helped put together, and that's what makes it so unusual is that it is drama and not comedy, and he is amazing in the show. It is it is suspenseful, and be prepared to binge because once you watch the first really? episode, you're gonna want to roll right in the next one. Perfect. Well, I heard season two just came out, so at yes. least I'll have two seasons worth to binge on. Well, there is a unique tie-in here with, of course, our interest, which is Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I didn't know about this, but apparently Kettle One, uh, in partnership with a Chicago-born mixologist and entrepreneur, his name's Charles Joy, uh, he came up with uh, some cocktails that are unique to this event, going to be served, and some of them sound pretty darn delicious to me. Uh, The Enlightenment, flavored with lime juice, green tea, and honey syrup, and of course, Kettle One. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Pretty yeah, light and delicious. Yeah, all four of these being botanical themed vodka cocktails. Next up, the Labyrinth, which incorporates ancho reyes, chile liqueur, agave nectar, and carrot juice. You guys That's still a in? A little spicy. Okay. A little spicy <laughs> yeah. and very sweet. Next up, the Radiance. You've got orange oils, rose syrup, and grapefruit liqueur. I'm very mm. into yeah, this. Yeah, the one. orange. The orange oils are going to play off that grapefruit liqueur, and you're going to get quite a lot of essence off that. Nice. And finally, the restoration. It's a dairy-free take on the espresso martini, including absinthe, as well as a blend of almond milk and coconut milk. That, I don't know. I can't predict how that would taste. The inclusion of vodka with the absinthe playing off the milk. Uh, I'd have to actually make that to be able to really kind of quantify what the flavor profile would be. It would be probably really pretty. Espresso and absinthe together seems like it could knock you for a loop. Yeah. I'm with you. And these all seem, I will say, very, uh, very Hollywood. Not the kind that maybe you would casually make at home. But don't worry if you're going to watch the Emmys at home. We do have another fun casual solution for you. There's an Emmys drinking game that you can play. Right, Justin? There are always drinking games whenever (laughs) anything happens with people on TV. Uh, whether it's your the uh, penultimate sporting event or, a, in this case, a, a television uh, award show. So, uh, of course, this uh, Emmys has two components. You've got the, the red carpet on the beginning for the actual show, and then you've got the show itself. So you come up with a red carpet pregame show. And uh, like all the drinking games, you know, make, take it in moderation and make sure you're not driving. Mm-hmm. Um, but here you go. You're supposed to take a sip whenever an actor or actress feigns confusion or disinterest <laughs> when asked about their clothes on the red carpet. Okay, I like um, it. I like that. I it's like sort that. of the, it's, like, I just woke up like this kind of mm-hmm. look, like a total Yes. Glamorous. Oh, this old thing. Yeah. yeah. I had my friend, uh, you know, whoever. I just threw the, it on. Dress designer. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. And then I got the jewelry at Target. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to take a sip anytime. Somebody interviewed talks about how hungry they are or having uh, a reference to having food hidden in their clutch. Oh, is- if, if a male actor 
references having food in their clutch, then you should have two drinks because that okay. uh, should not actually be a thing. <laughs> Is that a thing in general? To- people talk about how hungry they are? I guess I haven't watched award yeah, shows in a while. Yeah, I have heard it because yeah. they've been getting ready all day and uh, then they're on the red carpet for so long. They usually talk about okay. how starving okay, they are. Okay, good to know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're supposed to take a sip whenever an interview is cut short by a distraction from something else happening on the red carpet. That could be quite often. And, uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. And finally, you're supposed to take a drink whenever your dream boyfriend or dream girlfriend shows up on camera. <laughs> are you are you uh, reserved to just one, just one, or can you have as many? I mean, it doesn't really specify. You could have a lot. Depends on how much you want to imbibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not people, one to judge. Maybe or people if you're not start, driving. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe yeah. people start looking more dreamlike the more drinks you have. So who knows? Yeah. No judgment. Mm-mm. Now, as for the show itself, you're supposed to take a sip of your drink anytime a winner talks about being nervous, <laughs> or anytime someone accidentally starts to leave the stage the wrong way and has to be corralled by uh, one of the attendants on the stage. That happens which, quite often. That, yeah, that will happen for sure. Yeah. You'd never think that just left or right would be such a tough, a, t- a tough thing. That's right. You're supposed to take a sip every time a swear word is beeped out, and I'll tell you that in this political climate, especially, there are going to be a lot of beeping going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you're supposed to take a drink when uh, there's a joke about how this is us makes everybody cry. That of course is a television show, and everybody talks about how much they cry. Mm-hmm. And then finally, take a sip whenever someone in the audience clearly does not realize the camera is on them, and you said it happened <laughs> quite frequently. I like it. Yeah, There are some uh, twists, alternatives to these games. Uh, one is what we call network versus premium cable. Half the room picks network, half the room picks premium cable, and then you drink whenever a show or actor from a show on that type of channel chosen wins the category. Oh, I like this. That's funny, yeah. Right. yeah. Turn it into yeah. a little bit of a competition. That's right. And then uh, finally... You are to have a drink. We call that. We call this. Who is that again? And uh, if you're watching with your parents or any non millennials, drink whenever they ask you, "Who is that person?" <laughs> That's good. That's that could good. happen. Yeah, that could. That it could happen. happen, and vice versa. Like you could be Absolutely. asking your parents who millennials could be asking their parents who like Meryl Streep is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be, and it could be uh, parents asking their kids uh, who the heck is that when they're talking about like uh, the MTV Music Awards. Yes. I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting to yeah. that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if award shows aren't your thing, maybe science is your thing. We've got a great event that you need to check out. It's coming up next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Right now, we're joined by Delaney Barrett. PR and Marketing Coordinator for the Seattle Pacific Science Center. You've got a pretty interesting upcoming event, one that sounds pretty cool, involving spirits. It's called the Science of Spirits. Delaney, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, so we're really excited. Science of Spirits is our annual liquor tasting event. We do this every October, and it is this October 19th from 7 to 10 p.m., We bring in local distilleries like Heritage Distilling, Copperworks Distilling, Hood River Distillers, distilleries from all over the region to come in and let guests sample their liquor. And then if guests find one that they are particularly fond of, they can even buy a whole bottle of it 
on campus as well. So not only do you get to taste a lot of our local distilleries, you also get to enjoy the Science Center after hours with no children in sight, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, they deserve parents deserve a night out too as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what is it about uh, the sort of process behind making spirits that seems to be so intriguing? You know, I think it's just the fact that it takes so long and that you can do it with so many different ingredients. We'll have different whiskeys and vodkas to try and, you know, you can use everything from potatoes to grapes to barley to you name it. And I think that the fact that our companies are doing it here locally and we can have, you know, support small businesses is really cool. And our educators, like I said, can demonstrate the science behind this process, which is really another cool reason to join us for this event. You mentioned local local businesses. I feel like that's always been a focus at, at the Pacific Science Center. And we kind of live in this cool area where there is a lot of craft, a huge focus on craft distilleries. What's been uh, what's been sort of the rewarding element of that, of getting to work with some of these local businesses? I think it's really just this mutual relationship of, you know, we help each other, we'll help you, you help us. And by hosting these events, these small local companies get to get access to a ton of 21 plus people who may not have known of their brand before and they get to sample it for during a really fun night. And then hopefully they will go home and think, you know, that was really good. I'm going to start drinking this regularly or buying this when I see it in the store. And it really helps the local distilleries out and get them a broader audience. Well, and I think it really does tie in well with what you do there. We've talked to, you know, Justin, our co-host on this show from Heritage Distilling about how science was really what he was first interested yeah. in. And somehow and that chemistry took a turn set. and he ended up <laughs> getting into distilling. That's awesome. Yeah, we love working with Heritage Distilling Company. They have been a partner of ours for quite some time. They're at most of our events and I'm sure they will have great things to sample on the 19th. So coming up around the corner, and people, by the way, where can they get tickets? They can get tickets on our website, www.paxi.org, and just go over to our 21 Plus events section, and they are right on our website. And there's also a discount for Pacific Science Center members. Oh, perfect. Okay, so if uh, they got their tickets, what can they expect from the actual night itself as soon as they walk in? You can expect... Everything that you normally get during a day at the Science Center will keep our exhibits open for you after hours so that you can explore like you maybe did when you were growing up in the area and just see all of our exhibits in a new light. But then we're also going to have our educators out on the floor offering a bunch of different science demonstrations and activities for guests to try. And our Tinker Tank team is also mm-hmm. going, going to be offering an activity called Franken Toy. It's kind of our Halloween spin on our makerspace. And what they do is they provide all of the supplies, a lot of old toys that people may have donated to Goodwill or to the Science Center specifically. And you take them apart and you make something new. So I think the running favorite Franken toy that we have on display right now is he's got a tigger head and a dinosaur body and then (laughs) some sort of fluffy tail and they're just goofy and kind of silly and it's just another fun Halloween thing to do. I like that you mentioned Halloween we didn't really talk about it but has that sort of uh, taken over the science center right now? 
Yeah, so we're going to have actually a lot of Halloween-themed things throughout the month of October. We're working on some activities. We have a live science show called Amazing Psychic Powers that kind of goes into the science behind what psychics use and how they trick your brain and other kind of cool Halloween-themed things. We have a Science in the City lecture in October about the science of werewolves and how we've debunked that and why it's not really possible. And that's pretty cool as well. I mean, not for the the werewolf truthers out there, but still, (laughs) (laughs) but still pretty neat. Okay. So what else besides Halloween? I know you guys always have really cool things going on. Uh, We mentioned a little bit off air, but can you tell us a little bit about all these virtual reality experiences that you're premiering? Absolutely. Right now, one of our experiences is called Life of Us. And it's really cool for one, because it is actually social virtual reality, which you can't find very often, which means that you can do it with three of your friends and you're all interacting with each other in this virtual world. So it's not just you doing something, it's you and your friends. And it's eight minutes of going through a billion years of evolution. So you start as an amoeba and you end as a human and it's really cool. You can do different things with your voice and your arms. It's pretty fun. And that's just one of the really cool virtual reality experiences we're offering right now. I wish you could see our faces right now. Our our minds are kind of blown. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine this. (laughs) Well, anytime you you want to come over and try it out, you just let me know and we'll make it happen. That's great. Is it because of the the Seattle climate and how much businesses and things we have here that are are tech friendly, uh, have you noticed a big response to incorporating those types of exhibits? Yeah, I think so. It's especially cool because a lot of people, you know, you can buy certain virtual reality things on the shelves these Mm -hmm. days, but there's so much more to it. And there's so many cool things that are really, you have to go to a venue to try it out. And we're really excited to be able to offer those experiences. People seem to be really thrilled and they can even make connections of, you know, oh, I have something similar that I'm working on in my company, or I heard about this somewhere else. And there seems to be a really deep connection with Seattle's tech community and these experiences. It's really great. Well, speaking of that tech community, you guys also have another program that sort of helps startups get off the ground. Exactly. Our startup in residence program, we're really excited about. We have offered up some of our floor space for local startups. We have two currently on our floor and we're giving them this space free of charge so that they can both offer exciting experiences to our guests where they can come in and test out new technology that's always being worked on, but it also gives them beta testers so they can take the opinions from our guests and go back in and alter their technology to make it even better. So it's really a great offering for them, but it's also really great for us because we get to have these amazing companies that are innovating right in our community, right here on our floor. Well, that's really neat. And it it reminds me a little bit of this event that you are putting on, the Science of Spirits, right? You're getting uh, people involved, local people involved with these businesses, these distilleries, so that they can find out what's behind some of the, the spirits that they love. Yes, exactly. There's, you never know it, but there's science everywhere and you can't escape it. So we like to put the fun into science and show people that, you know, it's even in the drink that you're drinking. So, yeah. 
Well, we usually ask everybody on the show that we uh, who is kind enough and generous enough with their time to come on. Uh, if you were throwing a cocktail party, if we were throwing a cocktail party, A, what would we be drinking? And B, who would you want to invite? Oh, man, I would say I am definitely a gin girl, nice. and we're excited that Hood River Distillers is bringing big gin to Science of Spirits, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to be hitting up that table and inviting, oh gosh, I think that just, you know, Seattleites in general, I think that I would invite them all because everyone is so interesting, and we have so many different really great businesses in the area that everyone has a different story and it's just really fun to get to know each other. I like that. Just a general general public invite. That's awesome, yes. Delaney. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to chat with us and tell us about the Science of Spirits, everything else cool going on at the Seattle Pacific Science Center. Once again, where can people get tickets for this great event? People can get tickets at PACSI.org. That's P-A-C-S-C-I dot O-R-G. Perfect. So 21 and older for those tickets. But but as always, if you just want to check out some fun science, of course, you can get down to the Science Center and experience that at any age. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Delaney. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, our friend Distiller Dane drops by. He's got another great top five, including what you should be watching on Netflix right now, plus a recipe for National Guacamole Day guacamole you don't want to miss this one it's next up on cast club radio welcome back to cast club radio right now one of our favorite people on the line distiller dane what's up not too much how are you guys doing good how is uh the entrance to fall treating you feels like we haven't talked to you in a while yeah, summer seems like it's winding down. Fall is coming along, but I'm trying to soak up as many of those last sunny days as possible. Yeah, dog days of summer, man. Well, you've got another top five for us. Are any is it any of it fall themed yet? Uh, I think it's getting close. We're kind of in the transition period, but uh, I'll have some more fall things coming up once the weather officially hits. Love it, love it. All right, start us off. What's number one on your list this week? Number one on my list is mountain huckleberries and mountain blueberries. So summer's been coming to a close. I've been sneaking in as many hiking days as possible. And once you kind of get up to a little higher elevations, in the last two weeks they've been ripening and all their bushes like crazy. So I like to go up there and pick them. And my favorite thing to do, especially with the huckleberry, is to pick them and then bring them home and make a milkshake with them. Ooh, wow, that sounds killer. Any special recipe to that or...? Vanilla ice cream and a handful of huckleberries blended up, and you're good to go. Perfect. Sounds good. Do you make uh, boozy milkshakes? Uh, if I'm feeling it, I do that every now and then. Throw a little bit of BSB in there, and it never harms. Never, Yeah, never <laughs> hurts. All right, what's number two? <laughs> number two is actually kind of cool. So I found, I recently found my grandma's recipe book, one of them, and I was uh, searching through it, and she actually had four punch cocktail recipes in there. Wow. And uh, I guess she was quite the entertainer um, before <laughs> I grew big enough to know. Uh, but one of them seemed pretty delicious. So if you have any parties coming up for the end of summer, uh, she called it the champagne punch. Ooh. And it was uh, one bottle of pink champagne, two bottles of rosé, one can of frozen lemonade, one quart of 7-Up, and one pint of raspberry sorbet. And then you just mix it up all quick and then serve it right away. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like yeah. it would be a great visual for a party as well. 
Yeah, and this was probably happening in the early 90s during the original Rosé kick, so she was a trendsetter of her time. Say, your grandma ahead of the time. Love it. Well, in that cocktail, the big punch bowl, you'll have that uh, effervescence of the sparkling wine or champagne, but you're going to have that floating sorbet, and it creates this very cool, creamy texture. Mm. So get a big ladle and share it with lots of cups. Love it. What's number three? Number three is a new show. I always give shout-outs to kind of my favorite Netflix shows I've been watching on. I don't think I've talked about this one yet, but it is called Ozark. Have you guys seen it yet? <laughs> we were just talking about it in our Discussing the Emmys last segment. We're big fans. <laughs> oh, nice. I am the well, only... Well, season two was just recently released on Netflix, so if you haven't started yet, you have two seasons to binge-watch immediately. I guess for those who haven't heard of it, it's been getting a lot of attention lately, but Jason Bateman stars in it. And he basically plays kind of like a family man who's a financial advisor, and he's caught up in laundering money for a drug cartel. So I think you can only imagine the things that he runs into. Yeah, well, I feel shamed now. I'm the only one who hasn't seen it yet, so I'm going to get on that. It's on my Netflix queue. Uh, you got to catch favorite. up, but uh, it's fun to my see him in a role like this as well. My favorite part of Ozark is, uh, and this is not giving it no away. No spoilers. Be, be, okay. No, no spoilers. He's going to watch. At the beginning of each uh, episode, uh, there's a big O that pops up. It looks kind of like the University of Oregon O. Okay. And there are four grids that get put up there, and there are four pictures. And if you look, the pictures uh, depict something that's going to happen in that episode, and those pictures change every episode. So if you're watching the show and you see that big O at the beginning of each episode, it's going to foretell what you're about to see. Shows how much attention I pay. I've noticed that, but I haven't noticed that they change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, all learning something today. All right, Dave, what's number four on your list? Number four on my list is a new bar that I found out about and went to for the first time, and it's called No Anchor Bar. It's in the Belltown area of Seattle. Have you frequented this place before? I feel like I've heard of it, but I've never been, no. So I think it's a little newer, but last year it was nominated uh, for actually the James Beard Award for Best New Restaurant. And basically, it's a really cool place with unique food items, like that uh, hot smoked sturgeon with beets and capers served on rye bread. But most of all, they're also known for their killer beer selection. So they have a list of, I mean, 15, at least 15 beers um, that you usually won't see anywhere else. And they serve each one at the appropriate temperature it's supposed to be served at. And they also have a cocktail list, but the unique thing is that every cocktail is also made with beer. Wow. Mm. All right. Very Good recommendation. Cool. That's called the No Anchor Lounge? Uh, the No Anchor Bar. And for kind of the foodies as well, they also have an option where you can get like a 10-course dinner and an additional option to pair it with beer throughout the setting. All right. Number five. Uh, number five on my list. I normally don't drink it a lot. And I don't talk about it a lot. But um, as fall is approaching, so is sitting down and drinking some cider. That tends to be the time of the year where I sit down and start enjoying some cider. Uh, but every year I attend the Greater Peninsula Cider Festival, which is held here in Deep Harbor and known as the Cider Swig. It's actually hosted in a big park. Um, this year they're going to have over 90 ciders, and I believe they have food trucks and live music now. But it's coming up the end of this month on Saturday, September 29th. It's actually just a great way to taste many different types and variations of ciders. The first time I went, I was actually kind of mind-blown, but they have everything from different fruits to strange varieties of apples you wouldn't typically see. To like jalapeno soaked ones and even barrel aged ciders. Um, but it is very fun to go to and you get to try a lot. And they normally do bottle sales there. But um, 
a lot of it is direct from the farm to this event as well. Well, we love that. We love supporting local uh, people. And there will be BSB. Oh, okay. Even better. There you yeah, go. There will be BSB too. So. <laughs> All right, Dane. Thank you so much, my friend, for another a great top five. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, Dane gave us some great seasonal things to think about on our to-do list. Also, what should be on everybody's to-do list for tomorrow? It's National Guacamole Day. Everybody can get excited Amazing. about this, right? Amazing. Amazing. National Guacamole Day. Who right? would have thought? And it, and it appropriately thought? falls on a Sunday, right? Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest uh, food items on Super Bowl Sunday. I feel mm-hmm. like it is just a, a football staple. Yeah, well, here's the deal. It's currently Saturday afternoon. There is still some amazing college football to be played tonight on TV. Mm -hmm. And then all day tomorrow, NFL football. And then right into the Emmys award show. So you should have lots of opportunities to make guacamole. And we have for you a boozy guacamole shocker. So this starts off, uh, you need some fresh cilantro, like every good guacamole. You need some fresh lime juice and zest from the lime, fresh avocados, extra virgin olive oil, some salsa, and uh, some of our sweet ghost pepper vodka, which is amazing, and then a little salt and pepper to taste. So the way we put this together is you put some chopped cilantro, uh, about one uh, tablespoon, chopped uh, into a bowl, and add zest of lime and juice of lime. Okay, one lime, all the zest, all the juice. And then two peeled avocados, one tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, three tablespoons of salsa, and then two tablespoons of the sweet ghost pepper vodka. Mix it all up and then put in a little salt and pepper to get to the taste you want. Cover it with plastic wrap and chill it until you're ready to serve it at uh, for football games or for the Emmys on Sunday. Sounds pretty delicious. And again, this is one of those recipes where you could uh, multiply it. A couple times if you're serving for a bigger party. You could. And if you don't want to uh, have it be creamy, uh, one of the things we do is we chop the avocado into small cubes and you make almost like an avocado salsa without, uh, you know, grinding it down into a paste. Yeah, you can um, experiment with the texture. That's right. That's right. As always, uh, where can people find this recipe? Well, go to Cast Club Radio at heritagedistilling.com. You can find the recipe at Cast Club Radio on 97.3 Cairo FM. Uh, We have all of past episodes down there available for download as podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Cast Club Radio. And as always, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Perfect. Yeah. And we love to hear from you if you're making any of these recipes, if uh, you've got your own drinking game for the Emmys, any of that. We'd love to hear from you. Well, I hope everybody has an amazing National Guacamole Day, enjoys uh, enjoys the Emmys on Monday, and we'll see you back here next week. Don't trip on the red carpet. No. no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling, part of Cairo Weekends on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Check us out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling on Cairo Radio. 97.3 FM.